It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This episode of 10 News First Person contains material relating to mental health issues. If this raises any concerns or issues for you, please call Lifeline Australia on 131114. Hi, I'm Max Burford from Sport at 10 News First Adelaide. I've known Jake Weatherald since school days. He's gone on to become a gun state cricketer for SA and Big Bash star for the Strikers. Recently, Jake put his hand up to say his mental health was in a concerning place and he needed a little break from cricket. He's back in training now, feeling much better equipped to deal with depression and anxiety. This is only a short chat, but it's an important one. Thank you to Jake for being so open and honest. First of all, you start to the uh, summer. You come out, first game, wasn't it? Shield, big hundred. Uh, yep. How are you feeling about your cricket? Um, yeah, I wasn't feeling that great about it, to be honest with you. So... I wasn't in a very nice, very good place, probably, um, before I went into the Shield stuff. And then, you know, I made my 100. I didn't really enjoy it too much and sort of just resented being there a lot. And, and I was probably struggling a lot at home as well with, um, with just my, my own life. Um, so I was sort of wanted to sort of wanted to spend – I just wanted to sit at home and do nothing. And when I, every time I had to go, to go to cricket, I just was resenting it. So – which is, if anyone who knows me, is the complete opposite to what I'm like because I love cricket. So, and I'd gone through um, depression the years previously, and and sort of used cricket as a bit of a way of getting me through it. Um, this cricket was a way that I could consciously control my anxiety and 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 be obsessive, and and people would accept me for it. Um, but yeah, because I put so much, so many eggs in one basket, I sort of got to a point where I was resenting cricket and I was resenting my social life my outside life as well. So um, it sort of just all came crashing down pretty significantly um, during that period. So, yeah, played the game against WA and then um, I, I spoke to our doc and, I, and, I, and my, my partner, Rachel, was, was, was talking to me quite, quite a lot, saying this is, not, this is a lot worse than it has ever been. And then I moved on to Tassie and then I was just absolutely nowhere. Um, and then, yeah, after that, I just made the call with my psychiatrist and our doctor to and to uh, move on and, and take this time off while I could. Um, everyone was supportive of it. The SACO really keen for me to, to, to take the time off and, and come, back a, um, come back in a much better space. So it was pretty lucky that I was able to do that in a, in a, in a time in my life that I probably needed to. So. I don't want to push you into areas you don't want to talk about, but why, why if cricket, you know, it was the it was your vice it was your get out for so long and you said that it was like so helpful for you for so long when you when you start this season and it's not helpful for you do you know why that is 
yeah, it wasn't something that was relaxing. Um, I just, yeah, exactly right. It was just, so I was getting to the point where I was, I'm an obsessive, obsessive person outside of cricket and, um, and my anxiety probably got to a point in cricket that I just couldn't handle. Um, and it was just to a point where I would, everything I was deciding or everything I'd eat or whatever, I'd, every decision I made about anything I was doing, I just had so many negative thoughts towards it. And then, yeah, cricket's one of those things where it's performance-based as well. So I was sort of like in these two mindsets of, you know, I was so critical of myself. Even when I made runs, I was super critical of myself. Um, and that's normally not, not normally what I'm like. So I'm normally a very positive person when it comes to my own cricket um, and, and cricket in general. So, yeah, it was just reflecting both badly. And then off the field, I was even worse. So my partner just said, look, let's just – why you can take a bit of time off and and um, let's sort it out because it sort of it was stemming from a place of outside of cricket and it was forming its way into cricket, which was it's not going to help my career, it's not going to help my my life with my partner as well. So um, yeah, I probably made a decision for I probably could have kept playing, but in a in a in a very incapacitated incapacitated way of playing and probably wouldn't have got the best out of myself, but also would have essentially probably just yeah made it harder and harder to come back to cricket eventually in the long run. So, yeah, it was probably just hopefully this time off has, you know, extended my 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 ability to um, play for longer periods of time when I've, you know, had the ability to work on what I have. So, It, it sounds like at least you, well, I mean, you're there and you're training, you, you're, not, you're not at home now, so you've sort of turned a bit of a corner in that area. Who's, how's that occurred? Yeah, so it was, like I said, it wasn't all cricket. It was a lot of it to do with, it was probably small. Cricket was just a like a sign that was happening. It was like a byproduct of what was actually going on. So um, I was always going to go back to cricket after two or three weeks. Um, so unfortunately, I had the Shield Games going on at that time. So um, again, I was in Kangaroo Island on holiday with all my mates, all the cricketers, all the blokes I get along with really well. And, you know, I was... We organised that for a bit of a getaway and so I could, you know, socialise with the boys because obviously they've been away and stuff like that. So, um, but then I got pulled into here because we had become, you know, and it sort of sped things up a little bit. Um, but it was also a great opportunity to, um, you know, work on the things I'd worked on um, to make sure that, like, you know, I was making sure that I wasn't just being obsessive all the time. So it was more compartmentalising what was going on in my life um, and was spending time with my mates, spending time with, um, outside of cricket so that cricket itself was a bit more just a, a bit more of a work-based thing and saying that I could go in there and give my best like I do and then come out and go and enjoy life after that because I probably wasn't giving my, myself the break when I was doing when I was in cricket so it was good good two or three weeks to just go and analyze what I needed to do in order to to work on it and this is just a bit of a work on period to make sure that you know mentally I'm feeling good or like not going to feel great all the time but seeing in a in a different probably different lens than I was before. So going forward, what do you have to do? What plans do you sort of put in place for yourself to, to be in the, the right mind space and a, and a happy mind space to, to play cricket and to, I suppose, more importantly, do life happily? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting um, conversation. I've had this one plenty of times with my missus. She's the best barometer for it. and She probably gives you a better understanding of how I'm going. Than, and then she actually calls it before, you know, I, I understand what, what's happening myself. So... It's pretty funny when I, when I know I'm going about to get you know pretty anxious about something or um, which is like it might be just saying stupid at home where having her eaten a lot right amount of food or something like that she's like oh you're getting anxious um, what do you know what do you need to do something about it so she's a really good person to 
to talk to. And if I'm, you know, saying words that she she will pick up on that I'm being negative about myself and stuff like that, she'll she'll come in out of nowhere and sort of say I need, I need to sharpen myself up there. So, but yeah, apart from that, she's compartmentalizing my life a lot, which is what he spoke about before about being really obsessive about cricket. Um, which is great when you're playing and great sometimes, but sometimes it's not. Um, it can get pretty, pretty big on you sometimes, cricket, and and it, that sort of radiates through everything I do. Not getting obsessed about anything I'm doing, just having my times to be committed to something, and then once I've done separating myself and going to do other things and having a lot, a lot more life balance. It's obviously that word gets thrown, gets thrown around a lot, but it's pretty much as simple as that. Just making sure that I'm able to to enjoy life's moments and be a lot more present when I need to be. Must be an odd one to sort of look back. I don't know if you can even look back on it now because not it wasn't that long ago. But you know, in in five years' time or whatever, and you, you look back and you go, "Geez, I made that shield hundred, but I really, I just wasn't into it. I didn't, I wasn't interested in making that shield hundred that day." Yeah, I know it's amazing. Yeah, it's weird. You get all these messages from, you know, past players and um, or people that you admire, and they're going, "How good's that? Like that looked awesome." And I just couldn't care less. I was just, I was, like, I didn't even want to reply to them. Like I just wanted to pretty much not rock up the train the next day. We had recovery the next day and I was like, don't want to be there. Um, which again was so un- uncharacteristic for me because um, I'm like the opposite to that. So yeah, that was probably when it got worse at its worst really. And I think I've talked to, I've talked to past players or players I know quite well um, and, you know, told them about my experience and that they're, they're flabbergasted by what's, what I've said because they're just like, you know, every time we met a hundred you know, if anything, it's harder to come down for us. Where if the other, it was for me, it was just the opposite. So that's tough. That's tough to get through. For realistically, it was just scary. Like I think it was just a scary part of my life that I was so negative about myself, and um, and and it just felt like I had nowhere to go. So, um, and for someone who's had so much going for them, um, it's a pretty hard thing to explain. But and it's pretty, it's pretty, um, a pretty hard thing to talk to other people about because other people go through a lot worst things than I've gone through um but at the same time like yeah you, you come to realize that it generally can happen to anyone so so what's your message as someone who's who's been through the anxiety aspect of it which sounds like it's it's what gives you the, the, the most grief yeah they like anxious thoughts are normal but they're not to a degree like um if if they're controlling your life um it's it, it can be changed I don't think that's something that you need to to dwell on for the rest of your life. At the end of the day, people can, you know, tough through it, get tough and go through it. But at the end, of, like taking time off and figuring out ways to become um, a more, um, you know, um, present human being or um, a more, um, you know, enjoy life more. You know, surely you're going to take that option over being, you know, <laughs> pessimistic all the time. And um, and that's pretty much the angle I come down. I've sort of said to myself, I want to make the best decision for me um this is probably what i want to do so i think that's the biggest thing about mental health you probably you probably think about what other people think of you but at the same time you look at other people and you think you want what other people have like happiness and you know being grateful and all this stuff but if unless you give yourself the opportunity to do that you know you're just going to be stuck in the same patterns you're going to be rest of your life so and no matter if you're in sport or not that's just sort of unfortunately it's just if you're not aware of that sometimes it's pretty hard to get out of it it's finally going forward from a sort of cricket perspective. How does that all look for you? you were you 100% back in? Are there still things that you need to tick off? How's the, how's the summer ahead looking for you from now? 
Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I'm in a in a pretty great place now. Um, I'm not, you know, by any means fixed or um, I'll never, probably never will be in the in terms of regard. But at the same time, like you wear those scars, like you, you sort of pride yourself on them at the same time. Like they're experiences that it's a bit of a cliche thing, but they make you a lot stronger than you were before. Um, so yeah, at the same time, like I'm going to go through things that are going to be pretty pretty hard. But that, that's the same as everyone. Everyone's going to have little moments in their whole life that are going to be pretty hard for them. So. You know, I'm no different to anyone else on this planet. Um, you know, I probably went through a period of time a couple of weeks ago that was probably too hard or, you know, in a period where I couldn't do my job or be a part of society, what's what I thought. But now that I'm back, you know, I'm probably in a position where I've learned a lot more for, about myself and how to control what I'm going to go through. And um, I feel as though that I'm ready to, to play cricket and, you know, enjoy being a part of it. So... Jake's message, anxiety and depression can nip at the heels of anyone. So if you're struggling with anything, speak to your family, your friends, or pick up the phone and get onto Lifeline, Beyond Blue, or any number of organisations that are happy to help. This has been a 10 News First podcast for 10 Speaks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.